Shafee. Shafee, are you there? You boys like Mexico! Yes! Hey, hey, hey. You know what you know what the smooth sounds of contrablue mixtapes means? It means that once again it's time for me to reach out and connect with this guy. This uh this here bad monkey. This uh this fella here. Do <laughs> that. I lost the drop. You have been a bad monkey. He's been a bad monkey. His name's Matthew Rampy. Up on the way up on the north side of Austin. Glad to be here. Not getting any younger. He joins me, Schaefer Hall, here in East Austin for one magical hour of Matthew and Schaefer. Episode 16 of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast. Jamboree. Are you jamboreeing, sir? I'm ready for a jamboree. <laughs> it's funny that we just talked about how hyped up and ready we were for this, and that was probably the most disorganized <laughs> the introduction. Oh, no. been. That was a far sight from the most disorganized. <laughs> in, the, in the better part of a week, sorry, I meant the, oh, of the right. last week, right? Of of the of the new of the new era of. OMH introductions. That, kind of, was, uh, that was haphazard at best. We're all kind of just living one week at a time here, aren't we? Hey, I hear you, buddy. Basking in our own podcast innocence. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Schaefer. <laughs> I was like, where, where do you review an Apple podcast? And he was like, do you have an iPhone? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, there's a podcast app on that bad boy. And I, I hit the icon and it said downloading <laughs> it took a while to load apparently though i had been in there because there was one episode of tbtl so i wasn't completely unfamiliar with it although it was one of my least used apps and that's cool all the podcasts are right there part of the reason part of the reason i was a little haphazard is because literally as we were doing the introduction i was also uh, uh direct messaging with via Facebook with our friend Kevin Ray, uh, he is an he is a member of One Magical Nation and a professional opera singer. <laughs> There's another one of them jobs you ain't gonna find on Indeed. He uh well yeah and he pointed out he, I didn't hadn't really thought about this I mean I guess I knew it in the back of my head but literally every opera singer is out of work right now. There is no opera going on anywhere in the world. So uh, heart goes out. Uh, reach out to all your opera singer friends and give them your love. Now, of course, they're not the only folks who are without jobs right now. Uh, you got your you got your bartenders too, and your uh, although um, fo- folks are reopening, then uh, it seems at least until the next surge. So, uh, pretty uh, pretty exciting. Um, Wait, folks are reopening. Yes, you said. Yeah. Yeah, it seems. To, it seems to me like the world is waking up again. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that won't cause another. I think longest surge. I think it's alright. Right. Uh, but we'll just see. We gotta. We gotta just keep trying. I guess. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not an. I'm not an expert. On. On, global pandemics. But. You know, we try to do the right thing. I hope that everybody else will do the same. I saw a story on the local news last night about a bar in South Texas that was just disregarding <laughs> the rule. Yeah, I mean, that's they opened up. They had opened up and they had gotten their liquor license taken away, and they were going ahead. They were taking a stand. I, I hope they follow up on that story. Uh, I assume the strong-handed tactics of the TADC are going to come down hard on them, but I guess we'll see. Well, that's great. Either I have a monster in my kitchen, or I'm completely crazy. Shout out to the goons at the TABC. Uh, I don't think you're crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it's true, guys. Schaefer has found the Ghostbusters soundboard. So get ready for uh, some nonsensical, nonsensical drops at inappropriate times. Because I haven't, I have not been able to. It's Ghostbusters. I'm a scientist. Scientist. Ghostbusters versus R2D2 today. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about something. Yes, sir. You're in the intro. The in I think the intro is my favorite part of the cast. Uh, should we should we stop using people's last names? Uh, probably, but uh, I'm not going to worry about it too much. I just use Kevin's last name. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it too much until Season someone two. complains. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Until we get our second and third cease and desist letter. Yeah, we'll let them stack up a little bit, definitely. Yeah. And let me ask you another thing that I've wondered about. Um, so I'm out in the world talking about the podcast, trying to drum up some listenership. And I have noticed that when I say to people, I'm doing a podcast, they assume that it has a topic. <laughs> they, they say, what is your podcast about? <laughs> I've just been telling people it's terrible, but it's getting better. <laughs> Listen to my podcast, onemagicalhour.com. It's terrible, but it's getting better. That's just you dodging the question. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, uh, I guess the couple of times that I've been pressed on the matter, you know, I've explained to people that it's sort of like a morning talk radio show. Pressed on the matter, as in you didn't just sort of uh, trail off what you were saying and walk away. Like, <laughs> right. they're actually like, um, we're still standing in front of you, sort of. Yeah, they, they asked or me, the, or the, the or the silence was just so long and so dead. You, <laughs> thought, you thought you were podcasting. Exactly. Well, there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to squeeze information out of me. Those are just two of them. I'd like to know some of the others, but maybe that's part of the getting to know your partner quiz. So. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of using people's full names, uh, we also are welcoming uh, new listener Lauren Marks, an old friend, and like Kevin Ray, she's also famous. She uh, she wrote an awesome memoir about she had a she suffered a massive aneurysm, and uh, and fully recovered from it. Um, we like had to had to relearn to read and stuff like that. Uh, she is a very rare case uh, of a, of a of a miracle recovery for these, this humongous brain aneurysm. Wow. Um, we might uh, we might try to get her on the show to talk a little bit um, if she if she still feels like talking about it. She's done a, like a couple of world tours and stuff, but uh, uh, and the book is called A Stitch in Time. I think. Wow. It's either a stitch in time or a stitch of time. That is awesome. I don't yeah. think I've met her. Uh, I don't think you have, no. Uh, we are, I spot a trend, we are focusing on our famous friends. <laughs> yeah, it's part of our, part of our marketing program. Uh, also welcome to the show, Vini Ha, uh, Royce, Jay Cryer, uh, wanted to welcome them specifically because they were told about the show by their by super fan Manish. And I would just like to remind everybody that if you are enjoying the show, uh, you do appreciate it. Tell your friends by all means. Uh, it's it's more fun if we do this as a community, um, and uh, then we have more people to email us potential content for the show, and then our job becomes easier. Well, uh, while we're at it, uh, even though Schaefer's doing the accounting, I would like to also welcome new listener Chris Jensen. Uh, he is a musician friend and another guy, another famous guy. Uh, he's in a band with a guy called Angelo Moore, who fronted a band called Fishbone that I'm sure some of you have heard of. Uh, Angelo Moore and the Brand New Step. Uh, Chris and his buddy Jim are are part of the band and the producers, and we are going to go out on one of their tracks uh, later today. So I'm pretty excited about that. Brand new track from Angelo Moore and the Brand New Step. Welcome, to, yeah, welcome Chris indeed. In addition to all that stuff, Chris is also just a super fun guy, so. 
I did get into the podcasting app and I firsthand got to read some of these reviews that we're getting and they're very exciting. Oh, excellent. Just want to remind everybody review, review, (laughs) review, but there was one that I wanted to read. Um, uh, It's titled the three C's. The three C's. The three R's are review, review, review. The three C's are communication, comedy, and comfort. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was reading the. I had started reading the review. Uh, <laughs> communication, comedy, and comfort! Exclamation point. Kudos for the accessible approach, the sideways banter, and all the silly. And kudos. He's spelling it with a C here because it starts with a C and stands for Clinically Useful Depression Outcome Scale. <laughs> Thanks for helping lower my kudos score. <laughs> Onward and tangential, exclamation point. That's from At Action Park. So uh, I got to say, At Action Park did a good job mirroring the wayward and funny nature of the show. Yeah, we should hire him as a writer. He must be some sort of super fan. Uh, I don't, I know it was a big uh, unveiling yesterday, but I don't have a word of the day. But, oh, no. Sorry. How will we learn? I'm, I, was, I was caught unaware. You don't see that kind of behavior in a major appliance. I wasn't sure that we were going to cast. We had talked about it earlier, and maybe you were busy, and maybe we were going to do it tonight. So I was just sort of like going about my business. Yeah, that was my bad. Yeah. I opened the shared Google Doc, and I see you futzing around in the show sheet. And uh, I thought, well, this guy, this guy looks like he's ready to cast. Wait a second. That, the word of the day thing was great because I admitted to misusing words often. And then <laughs> there were at least a couple instances uh, as the podcast went along where I, I misused words. Uh, so this recording of my life is great. What's the definition of the word keymaster? I am the keymaster. Oh, I'm the gatekeeper. That must be in here somewhere too. Now is the part where I am the gatekeeper. Oh yes. All right, guys. I'm I'm, pro- I'm going to turn off the Ghostbuster soundboard. Otherwise, you're not going to you're not going to get me for the rest of the show. We're going to Maybe that maybe that's for the best. Do I don't know. Okay, logo talk. Time to talk logos with professional graphic designer Matthew Rampy. Talk to us a little bit about where the logo's at, my friend. Well, it's in the concept phase in that I don't really have a concept of it yet. Um, uh, I was again, I know I mean, in the podcast app and so I'm seeing some other examples of podcasting logos. You know One Magical Nation so excited to wear some One Magical Nation t-shirts, get their One Magical Nation coffee cups, get their uh, get their stickers. It's like a whole swag attack. Swag attack, indeed. Or you could call it a marketing blitz. Oh, hmm. that's interesting. Call it that. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm working on it. I'd say I'm working on it. Uh, I noticed that a lot of the uh, style of podcast logos have a, a photo or a likeness, could maybe a cartoon of the guys podcasting. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessary for us. I think that that's more of a you know down the road year two in sort of thing. Okay. Um, one of the things in my head, like if I just close my eyes and picture a One Magical Nation T-shirt, uh, one of the things I saw was just like a black T-shirt. Nothing's on the back. On the front is just like a very simple illustration of an avocado, like a half an avocado with the seed still in it, and right. then it says onemagicalhour.com, um, you know, maybe in a 
in a whimsical font. Um, you don't think we're going to get sued by any avocado interests, do you? By, by you mean by big avocado? Big avocado, yeah. Big avocado is going to shut us down. Maybe, but you know, that's one of those. That's one of those. Uh, that's the kind of fire, as you know, I like to play with. That's uh, I'm ready. Bring on, bring on the lawyers for big avocado. Schaefer off law. I'm ready for I'm ready for a scumble, a scrum, a rumble, a scrap. I guess scumble is a combination of scumble. Scumble's not a real word, is it? Could be. Sounds like a real word. There's a million of them. Scumble. Uh, so what if Scrumble. what if the avocado is like the O in one? Interesting. Just brainstorming here. Just having a charrette. I think we're getting. Uh, I think we're. I think we're getting somewhere. Okay, yeah. that's something to work with. That's something that I can latch onto because I was really in the proto phase of brainstorming. Maybe it's maybe it's difficult to do a logo for uh, an endeavor that you're doing yourself. Yeah, something that's so close to you. Sure, makes sense. Logo, but we uh, don't have the budget for that yet. So I guess I will make a logo. I certainly have the tools. Another thing that I'm weirdly fascinated by, you know, it's kind of funny. The reason, uh, you know, on our website, I just liked the way that those avocados look in the background. It's just some clip art that was in the Wix.com library of just images you can use. So I put it on there. And then after, so then I retrofitted, that's when I decided, oh, well, we will use avocados as a rating system for our, for our reviews. That's like, like I created that after the fact to justify the avocados on our page. But I mean, that's all the kind of happy accidents that I really like about. The other thing that I, we haven't talked about and that I'm really uh, weirdly attracted to is the clip art of the two fish uh, chasing each other's tails. I I went looking for a, a, that actually the actually the only time I sat down really and started working on our logo I went to like a vector clip art site that I subscribed to and I was looking for that image or a similar image of two fishes two fish chasing their tail <laughs> I thought also that could comprise the uh, o yeah one yeah I like that too I'm so glad. Have, hey, you're welcome for the look into the creative process, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they should. Uh, they'll use this in uh, in marketing 101. This is uh, this is how how things happen. It's the four C's with a P at the end. It's communication, comedy, comfort, creative process. This is C C C P. This is, this is how five stars turns into eight avocados. <laughs> a much more nuanced system if I do say so myself uh, speaking of reviews uh, Manish got at me he was very excited about Cobra Kai which you had mentioned on the show yeah and uh, I'm on so episode 7 of that episode 7 of season 1 I just finished episode 7 of season 1 alright uh, well I've, I've started it too and I definitely I definitely give it an enthusiastic eight, eight avocados. Uh, I didn't understand that it's the same guys playing, you know, that it's just everybody's just all grown up. Yeah, that makes a big difference, right? That's, 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 uh, that's a game changer. Yeah, it's, it makes it a hundred times more hilarious and more compelling. And, you know, just, yeah, like, especially for us, because we're grown up too, so we have. I have. I at least have a lot of sympathy for both of these guys, right? I mean, I can definitely relate to Johnny, drunk and passed out on the floor. <laughs> you know? In fact, those two guys, grown up and trying to deal with their grown up lives, are kind of like Matthew and Schaefer. You know, just in a different in a different world. Um, obviously, we're not Southern Californians, for better or for worse, but. Uh, I saw some 
some similarities there, definitely. Well, another weird scene there is... And not just because we all like White Snake. Or Rat. <laughs> um, but, like, both of those actors did not go on to do really much else. A whole lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ralph Macchio was was so huge, and he was such, like, a teen idol. And I know they, they played out the Karate Kid series in a with a succession of of lesser entertaining films but um then that was it that do do you know of another i we could imdb this but you oh ralph know? macho was in my cousin Vinny. okay okay that was that was the other big thing he did that i can think of but that's it but then the, that guy johnny yeah couldn't tell you couldn't tell you one thing so it seems like a boon for both of those actors yeah no doubt yeah it's it's a great revisiting and as the story goes on the again that anti-hero the lines blurred between what's right and what's wrong and you know just like one of the one of the great and melancholy lessons of getting older is that you know when you're young you think that at some point at some point in this crazy life you're going to be an adult and you're going to be grown up and you're going to have things figured out at last. And one of the, one of the big lessons in life is that that's, that is just not true. You are always still learning things. You're always still making mistakes. uh, And you're always, you can always become a better person, become a different person. You know, nothing, nothing is ever set in stone. And to have it so, uh, so well, have that notion so well delivered is, is a really nice and uh, for me, very compelling thing. So once again, thanks Manish. Thanks Matthew, eight, eight stars for Cobra Kai and just lots of fun too with all the eighties. I, mean, I, I think that it's really just like a fun and it's almost like a teen movie. Like yeah. Rod- a kid was, it's a, like, it's not just a story about the geezers. It's a story about the kids. Um, and, but, and, and, but, we, but we're treating it like a great classical work of art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It may turn out to be, you know. A lot, of, a lot of fun to be had, indeed. Thanks for the rec. Short for recommendations. I, t- I used that joke early on, and I didn't credit you. I felt bad. <laughs> I remember. Jeffrey used to do that behind the bar. People would come in, uh, at, you know, bleary-eyed, thirsty, and be looking at the taps, the myriad of taps behind Shafe, and he would say, howdy, folks. <laughs> Wait, you, you deliver it, you deliver it. What would you say? Yeah, something like that, in fact, I like to say, yeah, howdy, folks, how's it going? Uh, let me know if you need any recs. That's short for recommendations. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Did, were, did people ever react? So occasionally people would laugh, yeah. The people with their heads screwed on. Yeah, and the, yeah, more, more often people don't even really notice. Right. <laughs> or, you know, or worse, like think I'm, think I'm being some kind of jerk, which so thirsty. definitely not intended. They just don't know you like we know you. Yes. True. I'm glad, not just a joke. I'm glad to have you and one magical nation who, you know, at least, at least try to understand me. One magical nation will keep you honest. It's all their feedback. Speaking of, uh, if you have any issues with today's program or ones that you are yet to hear, uh, give us uh, an email. Send us an email at feedback at onemagicalnation.com. Speaking of feedback, (laughs) our producer emeritus, Grace, uh, continues her campaign to get us to not do any news ever. Which I understand it. I understand. Trust me, why she wants that to happen, um, and I think she understands why it's unfortunately impossible. But she's like, yeah, I just I don't want to hear any news ever. Well, that's the that's disappointed. The I'm a little disappointed in Grace. Um, it's come to my attention, or it certainly sounds from her notes that uh, she's only listened up through episode ten. She's a little behind, yeah. Well, she she had to go back to work. She's busy. Two kids, 
Matt, listen, I understand, of course. Not, not counting the kids she's teaching. Catch up, Grace. Uh, but you know she'll do it. She will. She'll stick with us. After all the rest of you guys have abandoned us. <laughs> she can't stay away. Her other podcasts, <laughs> Grace will be there. So the first and the last, the alpha and omega of one magical hour. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. <laughs> Just teaser. Just a teaser. Um. So. Yes, sir. I want us to. I want us to segue to the next topics without looking at the show sheet. Not memorized it, but I don't want to. I don't want to prod you, but we're done talking about the logo for right now. Okay. Uh, I have uh, a little thing that I found uh, via the New York Times. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Shira Ovide. Uh, she writes, she's a tech reporter for the New York Times, and she turned me on to the Monterey Aquarium, Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh, the jellyfish cam, which is awesome. If you just, if you type Monterey Bay jellyfish cam into your web browser, it'll pop right up. It is exactly what it sounds like. Just a webcam set up on the, on the jellyfish. And it, and they've got a little kind of smooth, smooth music in the background and it is delightful. And I, and I said to myself, you know, this can't be the only aquarium webcam out there. So I just typed aquarium cans into the search engine and I found just a ton, a ton of stuff. Georgia Aquarium has webcams. Monterey Bay has a bunch more webcams. Vancouver has webcams. Baltimore Aquarium has webcams. It's just delightful. And you can go through and you can hit, hit up uh, any of these and talk about, uh, talk about a antidote to, to today's news. Like, the difficulties Gracie was having. Um, this is just the perfect, it's so peaceful. And, and you can breathe along with the movement of the jellyfish. It's wonderful. Mm, I thought you were gonna say, what an antidote to this podcast. <laughs> Some people might need, to, might need to relax after the hectic, and, uh, the hectic outpouring that comes from you and I. But, that, uh, that seems like a good thing to like, put in my kid's room for when they're trying to go to sleep. Yeah. Just lulled, lulled. To no doubt. Definitely. By the sublime movements of jellyfish. And it'll be a good way for them to uh, be looking at a device screen for the entire day. Uh, because they're doing, in, uh, they're doing distance learning. In my, uh, in my capacity as uh, international correspondent, uh, I wanted to talk with you about a story I found. The story was very simple. It was just talking about how even as, you know, certain things uh, in, the, in the country of India westernize, uh, their, uh, their tradition of, you know, extended families living under one roof has held fast. They're still a lot of a lot of their population will live, you know, grandparents, parents, grandchildren, you know, maybe throw some aunts and uncles in there too. Um, and you know, wait, wait, wait. Is this a news story? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to rebrand our news segment. And I'm here, I'm gonna try this. Okay. <laughs> and oh wait. Okay, hold on. Okay. In three, two, one. Join us for tonight's news cruise. Oh, we're on a news cruise. I want to call it the news cruise. Okay, so like crack a beer and uh, enjoy the gentle sounds of the waves and join us on a news cruise. Yeah, that... enjoy the gentle uh, upheaval in society here. <laughs> news cruise. Okay. Okay. I think if I think if news cruise had a um, had a theme song, it would go like this. Oh, crap. Hold on. If News Cruise had a theme song, it would go something like this. I don't know. Oh. I'm just trying to get away from 
we, we can we can uh, workshop that one but i'm trying to get away from top story I'm trying, I like- to, I'm trying to break the template a little bit so on today's news cruise schaefer hall I like anything that has that as its theme song. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, like I said, that's, that's the gist of the story. Um, they were talking about how, you know, even as India westernizes this, this tradition stays the same. And it just got me thinking about it. And I, I was wondering, why don't we do that more here in America? What is it about our culture that doesn't encourage that sort of thing? Because... Honestly, I was thinking about, you know, my brother and sister-in-law have, for the quarantine, have, you know, included me in their pod. So I spent a lot of time with them, and that's been really good for me mentally, um, you know. So, you know, I just, I kind of wonder, it seems actually like, it seems like a really good way to live, you know, because the grandparents need taken care of when they get older, so they're already there. But also, you know, the parents need help with the kids when they're younger, Um, so if you have the space, I really don't kind of understand why, why more people don't do that. Do you have any idea? Like, yes, I I have a whole working theory on this. Okay, great. I asked the right person. Yeah. Um, well, it has to do with modern technology and the illusion of connection. And we have these machines that allow us to travel very far, very fast and we set ourselves up so that our nuclear families break up at a certain point. Our kids, it is our stated goal for our kids to go off to college, you know, to somewhere, uh, to, to as, as prestigious an, uh, an institution as you can afford. And so we get split up, but we're connected with computers and the phones, but are we really connected? And it's basically, you know, it's, it's all the illusion of the modern world keeping us uh, close, but we're not close. We're actually very physically very diff- distant. And I, I think it's just like a plot by the robots to break up the core molecule of society, which is the family. And then we're just easier to like control and easier to get us to buy stuff yeah so that's my dystopian theory on that (laughs) we don't do that Uh, and i am i am uh, i have a lot of admiration for other cultures that have held on to that value of keeping the family together but um yeah that's just kind of where we're at in that's just kind of where we're at in modern predatory american capitalism and i guess you know when we were you know, we are still a very young nation. You know, we had to, we had to expand in order to take, take this, take this nation over. Uh, so folks had to reproduce, claim more land, build a house, move out in order for us to establish our clan, you know, AKA steal it from the native Americans. Uh, we had this, this is something that we had to do as a people, you know, to survive and to maintain our claim on, on that, which we thought was, was ours. Um, and and so, steal all their words and name our towns and our football teams after them. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting, I think. And I think we need, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to maintain as, as a culture, you know, we're, we're probably going to need to get back to, First of all, we need to reproduce more in general, uh, whether, you know, whether you agree with that or not, whether you think maybe that's a bad thing for the environment, but, you know, it's just, it's what, it's what's required of a culture um, is, is reproduction. And I think, you know, more people are, are going to have to live, you know, in the same place as, you know, as we start to run out of room. So... But I just, I think it's a, probably a good thing. There are more lessons to learn. There's more of a network to have. There's more people to take care of you, you know, if you, if you go astray. Um, it just seems like a great idea in all, in, all, in all ways. And, you know, I know, like, uh, I also think, you know, probably divorce would be less, you know. I would, I would, 
I would love to have my family and for either my mom or my dad or my stepmom or my, my mom's boyfriend to come live with me. It's weird because I don't really like the idea of doing it the other direction. I don't like the idea of moving back in with my parents because I guess just because of the negative connotations of that. But I love the idea of myself starting a family, having a, you know, or even my brother and my sister-in-law getting a bigger house and inviting both me and my mother and my mother's boyfriend or my father and my stepmother, you know, to all come live together, um, provided, you know, there's enough room and, um, like those, those ideas kind of generally speaking appeal to me. It's interesting. I don't know. Well, that's all, uh, you know, seems like a dream that could come true for you. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, it's funny, but I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily agree with me. Let's just, that's well, I think, not, you know, people have different relationships with their family. That's not what they think about. Yeah, definitely. But it'd be good for everybody. So that's what we think about that. Go India. That's, that's what you know about me. Uh, welcome new listener Divya, uh, our Indian friend uh, and her husband uh, are listening to us now. And it's a pleasure to have both of you. Uh, someone to appreciate my Indian correspondence. Welcome, Divya and family. Uh, should we uh, should we get our quiz on, buddy? Well, wait. While we're still in news crews, I, I didn't come with a, a legitimate top story today, but I did see this little tidbit that uh, they've added some new emojis to the emoji pantheon to the canon right yeah these are these are new emojis that they're adding for 2020 and who some who adds them oh oh boy um apple has revealed to this media does does god put these emojis on stone tablets and give them to people on top of mountains kind of governing body here (laughs) approved by unicode as part of emoji 13.0 the emoji list for 2020 was announced in January. And then at today, Apple uh, unveiled. Uh, what I'm fascinated is with the emoji gets added, but then the different platforms have a different look to the emoji. They are rendered differently in, in uh, Google, Samsung, Twitter, JoyPixels, Emojipedia. They all have their own version of it, slightly different. Okay. So some of the some of the notable additions are the dodo bird, which I guess could be a symbol for extinction, uh, um, or uh, or you're a dum dum. <laughs> Listen, if I send you a dodo bird, it's because you're a dum dum, uh, not because you're extinct. Uh, and they're like, your podcast is extinct. Uh, and then there's uh, Russian nesting dolls, the the matrushka, babushka, katushka dolls, which is another good one. I like that. Like, what what's the application there? Is that like to shame your friends who are having too many kids? Or you no, know, according to Schaefer, that's what we need to do. Maybe maybe it's, maybe it's to imply some sort of a conspiracy. Uh, there's stories within stories within stories. Right. Okay. Depth. Yeah, I love those things. They're a lot of fun. Uh, they've added for our uh, for the, our Hispanic members of One Magical Nation. They've added the piñata, male, right. and really, the, both of them are really well rendered in the iOS. Uh, I, I was looking at the, especially the tamale. The uh, it's rendered very differently in, like Google and Samsung have it. Uh, and JoyPixels have it uh, facing the same direction as the iOS, but then the Twitter version of it is like tipped upward, and the contents of the tomato don't look right at all. Uh, they're pretty bizarre. OpenMoji has a very line-worky look. I don't know. These things are fascinating. I'm not. I'm not an emoji expert, but a few years ago, I was like, I'm going to start using some other notables. For 2020 are the pinched fingers or the uh it's like the italian 
symbol for Atzamara for you, you know? Pinched fingers. Gotcha. Uh, there's the boomerang. Welcome our Australian One Magical Nation followers. Uh, the ninja for our uh, employees of private firms working for the Chinese government, stealing back, uh, stealing back relics. Uh, there's the coin, which it seems like there wasn't there already a coin. I would think that there would be uh... like an oversight. Here's an interesting one. There's the anatomical heart, which mm -hmm. yeah, is rendered so differently. So I I encourage everyone to go to Emojipedia and look at the at the different renderings in the different platforms. Uh, another one is lungs, which seems like um, seems appropriate for the pandemic. Uh, there's bubble tea, uh, which I don't like. I don't, I, which I've never had. You never have. It's it's it it takes some getting used to, but I, I, I think no, maybe I've tried it before. I don't. Is there tapioca in there? I don't like tapioca. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. the. There's the beaver has been added, which I'm sure uh, should be used appropriately in all all regards. And then the transgender symbol, which I think is quite cool. They need to, uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about those things. Not really news, not really a cruise. I just, I don't know. I wanted to mention it. I'm stoked. Uh, I, think, I, think it, I think it's delightful. Absolutely delightful. Is it quiz time? I'm ready. I'm ready to get to know my podcasting partner and to uh, join One Magical Nation on a journey into our own minds. Yes, yes, more quiz, more quiz. How well do you know your podcasting partner? What, what question are we on? Are we on 12? I can't remember. Do, 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 do. Our last question was, we got the housework task, we got the grandparents, we got the career, oh, partner's favorite smell. Oh, uh, this, okay, so, oh, I'm excited about this. This is another fun one. You ready for this? What is your podcasting partner's favorite flavor of ice cream? Well, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's a hint. So you prefer frozen yogurt? No. Wrong. Does yogurt? They say that yogurt has less lactose, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really find that. It, it, it bothers me in the same kind of way. Not as bad, maybe. Gotcha. Um, try again. Uh, what, do you, what do you get at the ice cream shop when you're lactose intolerant? Do you get, uh, you get just a cone and enjoy the cone? <laughs> I'm also uh, gluten sensitive. Oh, uh, how about like, how about like just kind of the frozen fruit sort of thing? Right, right. Sherberts. Got it. Sherberts, sweet. Sherberts. That was always my go-to. There was you one. Say, one of you, say, you say sherbet or sherbet? I say sherbet. Sherbet. That's just in the pantheon of words that I misuse. Or I say Sherbert like a normal person, but I want to say Sherbet. Yeah, there's one at Baskin Robbins called Daiquiri Ice Screen. Daiquiri Ice Sherbet. That was, that was always my jam. Nice. That sounds really good to me. It's Particularly if you floated, floated a little bit of uh, high proof rum on top of there. Hello. If you know what I mean? I do. And I think you do. Um, so I'm going to guess for you, um, pralines and cream. Uh, interesting. I've never been a big praline guy, uh, ever. 
Oh, praline. That's how you say it. Yeah, praline is. I think I think both. I probably both are correct. Praline and praline. Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, north of the Hebrides, we call it praline. Maybe we could. Maybe we could get to the bottom of this. Uh, Once you get to one, the Hebrides, that's how we pronounce it. One magical nation, get back to us and tell you how. Tell us how you pronounce P R A L I N E. Anybody north of the Kuiper Belt's gonna call it praline. I guess we'll. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll. We soon shall see. I know my dad. My dad likes the, the pralines. My dad loves anything that involves pecans, so pecan pralines are his jam. Uh, okay, so let me let me try again. Okay. Pistachio. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, you're getting closer, in color. Oh, oh, oh! This is good. Okay. <laughs> um, mint chocolate chip. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I think, uh, first of all, I love all ice cream in any form. Um, you're probably not going to find one that I don't like. Uh, but I think if I had to, if I just, if you, if you put a gun to my head, I got to pick a favorite, it's probably mint chocolate chip. I find that people who love mint chocolate chip are generally sociopaths. <laughs> so that's my, my my wife and daughter love them. Love them among the uh, among the many indicators I have. I find that bizarre. Sociopathology. I like mint. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if it has a place in ice cream. But it, listen, it's been a long time since I've tasted that. I think uh, what would be really banging is if you could do a mint. Cookies and cream. I mean, don't we have the means to create something like that? We must. We must. Now that our podcast is wildly successful, like, like a thin mint. That's in that category of things our kids were asking us to talk about. Oh man. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, this yeah. one's well, this going something. out. This is going out to you, Isabel and Griffin. I. We, then we were talking about last names. Should we say my kids' names? Uh, I, I've already done it a bunch. But <laughs> I, I, think, I think we should. I think uh, One Magical Nation is a good bunch of people, and I don't think anybody would misuse it or put us in any sort of danger. Um, also, I think one, one Magical Nation, you know, I think really any fun-loving human being uh, any citizen of this planet has probably got some got some fun things to say about ice cream. So get at us. Get at us with your favorites. Get at us with it, any dislikes. I guess I'd be curious to know. Like, oh no, I just can't stand the very idea of this. Which maybe for me might be might be pralines and cream, pralines and cream. I'm not sure. And and that's that. Uh, Next question. Yes, sir. What is a personality trait your podcast partner dislikes about themselves and that they share with a parent? Wow, this is a good one. What is a personality trait your partner dislikes about themselves and that they share with a parent? Uh, uh, I mean, this is fraught with peril to guess the other person thing. <laughs> if you're not comfortable doing it, it's okay. I mean, I, I can I can distill it for myself, but I, I don't want to get into your thing. I mean, I know I know of some personality traits that you're maybe you don't care for about yourself, but I wouldn't I wouldn't voice that upon your parent or or yeah assume that that's an inherited trait so i hear you so maybe maybe we just do tell this for ourselves in that way a little bit about that you go first since i went first with ice cream okay <laughs> and we're and we're answering for ourselves right not for each other that's right go ahead okay. yeah i think that's probably for the best that way nobody has to say anything that they'll regret 
but definitely, I mean, this leaped to my mind immediately. Anything further that we would regret? Something, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, there's going to be regrets one way or the other. You better believe it. That's probably it's why like most of these people... Reminds me of the guy with the tattoo that says, no regrets. <laughs> no, no regrets. Uh, I, I would wager that a good percentage of our audience tunes in for the most regrettable stuff, just waiting for us to say it. I was thinking that we would have a column on the website, regrettable clips. clips <laughs> all the, you mean all that stuff that we cut out when we edited each and every one of these podcasts? Yeah, the cutting room floor show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, to answer psychology today's question, uh, it, it leaped to my mind immediately uh, as soon as I thought about it. It's something that I share with both my parents, and that is uh, the whatever you want to call it, if it's a need, if it's a compulsion, or if it's just a pleasure to amass and collect things. You know, whether they be uh, pieces of art or vintage books or records or musical instruments or uh, funny T-shirts or uh, unusually colored socks, uh, it really anything. There's no there's no limit to what to what we like to collect. And, you know, the more used, the more worn, the more. Uh, the more beat up by their own life, the better. Um, <clears throat> and all of us, my dad has a giant storage unit. That's basically, it, it looks like, it looks like a Goodwill warehouse. Um, my mom has both a garage and a shed and she's constantly cleaning them out. And <clears throat> I have a tiny little house that I can, that I can just barely move around in because it's, it's so full of pianos and guitars and skateboards and uh, bicycles and all of that stuff. You got so, any bric-a-brac? You got any bric-a-brac? It's got, oh, I got bric-a-brac to spare, man. You got any tchotchkes? I got stacks and stacks of the bracks, piles. I'm, I'm up to my, I'm up to my crotchney and tchotchkes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you on it. I got it, sir. Um, and it'll just be like that. Like it's sort of a tendency towards hoarding. Oh, look at this cool old antique pair of binoculars. I only have two pairs of binoculars. I might need a third at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What if there are three people over? What if I have two visitors over and we all want to bird watch at the same time? <laughs> you know that kind of a. That kind of mentality, it's just the way it goes. But uh, for some reason, it makes me feel happy and comfortable to be surrounded by weird things. Um, well, I mean, just, I've noticed that you're a bit, of, I've noticed that you're a bit of a collector, but I don't, I mean, I, you know, I, I went to your family home in high school, but I don't remember that about it. And then I, I don't think I've been to either of your parents' homes. Uh, and you know, we both, I mean, we all kind of, kind of, try to keep a lid on it and try to keep, uh, we try to keep tidy and pleasant households despite it. Uh, but it is there, it is there for all of us. Believe you me. That's interesting. Well, next question. Yes, sir. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you were you trying to pull a fast one on me, Matthew? Uh, everything's cool, man. I was just gonna <laughs> that, uh, next question. That was sneaky. You uh, you did not answer, sir. Oh, right. Um what? which hey man, you know, if you don't want to answer, you know. Oh, I got it, I got it. This is what this show's about. Um I would. I gotta say, I'm a rageaholic. Uh, my dad's a rageaholic, <laughs> and his dad's a rageaholic. Um, I don't know. I was kind of chalked it up to Celtic roots, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's just undealt with emotional issues 
in, in sort of masculine society. It's, the, it's a legacy of toxic masculinity. And just ignoring your feelings, uh, like Hank Hill swallowing those feelings. Um, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, listen, I'm working on it. I think I mentioned before, I'm in therapy. Uh, it, it was kind of uh, uncontrolled rage episodes that got me to therapy. And I don't know. I think the podcast is helping. To, uh, yeah, I don't like that about myself. My daughter, my daughter's a little bit of a rageaholic, so. You know, uh, I think that's one of those things that, you know, it's genetic and it happens to some people. And if you can recognize it, good for you, you know. I, I have a working theory that's probably just as scientifically sound as my, as all my theories. Uh, there was a time in human culture where your anger and your rage could really serve you well, like in battle, for instance. You know, yeah. and yeah. we 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 were probably we were probably descended from peoples that were fit for war. You should see my daughter's war face; it's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, and as you know, the modern world came into form in the industrial age and specialization of 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 your profession and you know, just more cooperation into this global society, like the need to harness that anger really has to be bred out of people. And <laughs> it takes many, many generations before. Uh, but you know, I mean, anger still can serve you well. It can, it tells you about the things that are har har harmful to you and your family. Um, but you gotta be able to control it, you know. So, I hear you. And I think you do a good, good job of it. So, uh, it's uh, daiquiri ice and uh, rageaholism. And, uh, <laughs> next question. Next question. Daiquiris and rage. I think we got a, I think we got a show title today. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you talk about because I've definitely thought about, you know, some of my negative qualities that might be um, that might be left over from, you know, from a survival and evolutionary perspective. Um, you know, like my, uh, my desire to be constantly moving and traveling, um, and my desire to be constantly single, uh, might be left over from, you know, my warrior days too, you know, we'll see. Got to give it up. But I also hope that um, that the reason that I'm single is just because I haven't been in the right town with the right person at the right time. Um, you, never, you never know. I foresee you meeting someone through the podcast. <laughs> no pressure, One Magical Nation. No pressure. Mark it, dude. Here's my prediction <laughs> for today. All right, maybe that's enough for today. It does bring people together. The, uh, you know what, the, <laughs> the next question is heavy. So yeah. Uh, Save it for the next time. I don't want to get any heavier. <laughs> <There's>... okay, uh, this is another cast that I, I was sure when we started that this was going to be a short cast. Yeah, we can't, and, yeah, uh, we can't do a short cast. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to be in our DNA to uh, uh, manage that. I'm came sure. here for a short cast. You came to the wrong cast. <laughs> if you came here for one magical hour. You're getting real close, right? Yep. Okay, well, I guess we can sign off. I want to play a little Angelo Moore in the brand new step as we go out here. Um, any parting words for and honestly, our, you know, our loved ones? We talk about how you know this this length of time is usually, uh, you know, about how much we have in us. I I feel like I could do another half an hour if I had to today. Um, everybody out there listening. I won't, don't worry. I could too, but I gotta go pick up the kids here. All of you guys reaching for your pause buttons, reaching for, uh, don't worry. Uh, Unsubscribe. 
it's always a pleasure to be here with you guys uh, here in this uh, wonderful imaginary world. Um, and, uh, and remember, the poor of the choices, the joke of the beats. Try to say it's better for me. Who's in the right? You wanna just kick off your shoes in my house and just do what you like. Like you don't see us, you're losing your sight. We used to be nice, now we feud and take your side. Big country red folks here, way before you stepped in.